Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm Anna. Welcome to the first ever episode of Assorted Perspective. Yes. So today's episode is all about friendship. Yes, it is. We're going to take a little bit of anthropology and personal anecdotes and stories, and we're going to have a great time. Today we're talking about friendship. Yeah. I love friendship. Me too. Who doesn't, honestly? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty great. Should we say how we met each other? Yeah. So we met at my cousin's wedding. It was a COVID wedding and it was immediate family only, but my cousin asked me to be the photographer so that I could be present because we grew up together. We were pretty close growing up. And then you were there. Yes, and I wasn't a part of the immediate family either, so um, my boyfriend's brother got married, and so I was kind of the plus one for this, yeah. <laughs> and then we, yeah, we met, we talked, and we really hit it off. We went to 6th Street on, in Austin. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> the bride rode a bull, a mechanical bull. Oh, that, yeah, I do remember that. That was a fun time. That was fun. Yeah, but then we actually, like, so that's when we met, but then I feel like we became friends more because we talked during like the well I remember the exact moment when I was like oh and is my kind of person oh really what moment was that yeah we were at a brunch spot when we were like doing the bridesmaid stuff before the so the the first ceremony that we actually met at was a covid restricted wedding and like It was a really, really small, intimate wedding. And then the reception they held a year later, once restrictions eased up, and they were able to invite more families. So they did another ceremony just to, like, allow everybody to be present and get married through the Catholic Church. And we were both bridesmaids. And then we got to meet at one of the bridesmaids' lunches, or brunches. Yeah, during uh, her bachelorette party. Yeah, it was such a specific moment to me because, like, I made a joke And my sisters are super used to me, and so they don't think I'm funny, like, at all. (laughs) And they literally just looked at me exhausted. And (laughs) Anna said something, and I said something, and then then everybody else laughed but my sisters. And I was like, oh, Anna gets me. (laughs) Well, okay, so I thought you were way cooler before that. As soon as I met you, we we were hanging out after the ceremony in the living room, because, like, everyone, we were signing maybe the... The marriage certificate and stuff? I thought you were really cool then. This was like months This is literally the first time, first impression. I made a good one. Yeah, I guess I didn't. No, you did. (laughs) I I just didn't know anything about you. You were kind of quiet. Oh, yeah, I can can be like that. But, uh, yeah, so, but friendship is pretty interesting. It doesn't always have to be, like, planned. It seems It doesn't have to be a meet-cute. That was a good meet cute for us, though, I would yeah. say. Yeah, and then and then we became neighbors. Did I say that part already? I don't know if I did. No, no. I um, I ended up going to grad school, and yeah, and we became neighbors, which is awesome. Yeah, super, super easy to hang out with my new best friend. Oh, yeah. yeah and we... then we decided to have a podcast, so here we are. Yes, 
And now you're with us too, and that's amazing. Yeah, and we could even consider you guys our friends, because most of you probably are. Thanks for listening. I appreciate the support. Thank you. Yeah, so Anna, let's get into the the readings that you did. Yes, um, so one of them I took from my class last semester. It's Cheryl Mattingly's book chapter, Luck, Friendship, and the Narrative Self. So this chapter is about how people are more than just structural positions. You know, they're not just like, oh, the economy has controlled my life or like, you know, things out of your control. It's very much about how people can have agency in aspects like poverty and raising kids and addiction and like even finding a place in the community. Friendship is one of those things that can help people. Okay, so like when you say help people, are you talking about like wearing a cape, running around Gotham at night? Solving, solving, solving crimes. Batman doesn't do that, but. Um, well, let's back it up for a second because I do want to cover what narrative self is. Um, yeah, I would love to talk about narrative self. What does that mean? Well, first, what do you think it means? I think it is the story that we tell ourselves about who we are. Yes, it's the story we tell ourselves and it helps us get through things. So uh, in the book chapter, like friendship and the narrative self, the friendship part is really like two sisters that go live with their mother and they have both have kids and one of the kids um, has a horrible burn accident in the kitchen and is badly burned. Um, and so what Cheryl Mattingly was saying was that the family kind of centered themselves around their, the son that had the burn in order to help him. But then the story that they started telling themselves was like shaping all their stories around him and like giving him chances to feel normal and stuff. And so like that's how they were able to get through this traumatic event for the whole family and him. And so when you think about how you tell your stories in life, a lot of them can include friendship. You know, like the stories you tell yourself, like for me, it's like I'm going to grad school in order to uh, understand the world better. And that, that's the kind of the story I tell myself. I think you had a great one earlier about um, what you wanted to do in the future. Oh, yeah. I want to I wanna be able to travel. I want to work remotely so that I can... Uh, travel and go visit family all over the place because I have a very extensive family. Um, Yeah, and so, like, the story that I tell myself is I'm a person who cares about my family. Exactly, and that makes um, maybe the crappier parts of your life, like your job and all the the bills and, like, the tiny things you have to do a little bit better, right? Mm -hmm. Like, give you hope. Yeah. And, like, so that's why I think it's important to understand, like, who the stories you tell yourself and where you're going but this is, um, that was a little mini tangent about anthropology. We can get into the episode more. So, yeah, narrative self. There's, so this brings up that there's multiple parts of our identities, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm done with that. I love talking about identity. I did a lot of my artwork about identity. So that is right up my alley. Was that your art thesis? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> In part. <laughs> in part I do like that I'm, I have to I am wearing my turtleneck today so I do look the part of a of a snobby artist and not snobby that's not the right misunderstood word. I'm not misunderstood though. <laughs> I actually was a lot during <laughs> when I was working on my uh, thesis and in critiques I was like trying to communicate something that I just couldn't it wasn't connecting with people because they had they didn't have similar experiences to me. So I was like, how do I communicate my ideas to people who don't, mm, who haven't experienced what I've experienced? 
Yeah, that makes sense. Honestly, I think your shirt seamlessly transitions from day to night. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, but uh, so for friendship, I consider friendship like a kind of a power against like it's like anti-capitalism, you know, like yeah. it helps you absorb some of the losses in your life and it gives you offers a lot of support, too, as well. Yeah, I had a really good friend uh, this last summer. I was homeless for like a month just because I was in between leases and they let, they let me stay with them for a good chunk of that time. And I was able to keep working and continue my life, even though I was, like, in the midst of chaos. So without friends, I don't know what I would have done. Um, so should we go into, like, the, I don't know, the definition of friendship? Yeah, what is friendship? Well, yeah, I think this is kind of, a, like, a dumb definition because most people understand what a friend is and you don't need a definition. Yeah, like, everybody has friends. Like, a friend is my friend, and that's it. Yeah, like someone who offers you support, but also a shoulder to lean on, or someone you just, like, talk casually to that's yeah. familiar. And some of my reading, they were describing, like, the very concept of friendship implicates one or more ethically rich, effect-laden notions of love, intimacy, trust, loyalty, sincerity, and equality. Those are all really beautiful things, but I feel like now I have a measuring stick to, like, walk around and compare people <laughs> to, to my measuring stick. Like, must be this tall to be my friend. <laughs> must be this affect-a-laden to be my friend. <laughs> so that definition, I don't think people really talk, think about their friendships or talk about their friendships that way. No, no. There's, like, definitely more, like, uh, friendship love or like affection I would say like yeah, okay. or um, trust maybe or like friendliness we even have a verb to like describe friends yeah <laughs> so <That's great. laughs> uh, yeah so I would say like no the definition was not needed but I'm a nerd and I had to put the definition of this episode or else what kind of job would I do no, it's important it is important because it gives us a basis like now we're all on the same page when we're talking about friendship Exactly. Uh, do you want to know more about friendship? Yes, tell me more. Yes. Okay, so one of the characteristics is that friendship has social capital. Do you know what that is? Social capital. Um, that is like like advantages, right? Social advantages, I think is a way. Yeah, it's like capital is kind of like money and money has advantages. So yes, you're on the right track. Um, do you want me to give you yeah, a Yeah, give me more. Yes, I will give you more. Okay, so social capital is kind of like your reputation that you can spend or like favors that you can spend. So like, have you ever driven anyone to the airport? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Um, so when you would go drive to the airport, how would you ask your friend or who, who would you choose? I, I would ask two people. I would ask someone to drive me and somebody pick, to pick me up. <laughs> two different people? Yeah, two different people. Why? Um, because I didn't want to overburden one person with a favor. So that overburdenment, like, is that, like, it's almost a uh, quantity. Yeah, because there's a certain amount of time that they have to take out of their day to do me this favor, and then they have to spend their gas, and then whatever they're driving me, they have to drive double because they drive back. Oh, yeah, I never thought about it like that. Um, I used to live by the airport, so I love driving people to the airport. <laughs> I was, like, 15 minutes away. It was so convenient. This one one of my friends, um, she was like, can you drive me at, like, 5 in the morning? I was like, sure. And, like, I didn't like it, but she was, you know, she was my friend, and I was like, of course, I'll, I'll take care of you. Like, you know, we're both broke, so, of course, I'm going to do this favor for you. Yeah. But um, so, like, things like so ca social capital is um, the – amount of like 
favors you can kind of ask. So like if I were to... Like if we're closer, we feel like we can ask more favors of each other. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so with friendship, when you have social capital, you have like a certain amount of like reciprocity you can spend on each other and like um, giving, you know, trading favors back and forth to the point where you kind of, um, you know, feel like you're taking care of and you're taking care of someone else. So like if I asked you to move... And then um, I kept, every year I asked you to move, but you haven't moved in like three years. Like, how would that make you feel? I don't know what that's like. I've moved every year for the past five years. Okay. I have, that's so funny. <laughs> so what we're talking about is my family. <laughs> my brothers helped me move and they know that it has to happen every year. <laughs> then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a bad example for you though, but um so social capital was, um, the concept was created by Bourdieu. I always feel weird saying French names, but so he grew up poor. His dad was a postman, but he went to a French elite school, right? And so he, um, he luckily is pretty charismatic. And so he was able to get into the right parties and like learn the right knowledge and like having the right knowledge of social rules is mm. social capital. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a very specific memory of, like, social rules, and oh my gosh, I was, like, 18, and I wanted to go see the piano guys, because I was into that at the time, and they were in town, and so my mom got us tickets, and it was a really, like, fortunate thing, because my parents don't usually spend money on stuff like that, and so my mom took me and my two other sisters, and we were, we were in this venue, and I was the only one that was well-behaved. My mom was trying to take pictures of us sitting in the audience, um, jumping over the seats to get into the rows in front of us. My One of my sisters had a boyfriend at the time, and she was texting her boyfriend during the concert, and so she had, like, her phone out and screen up. And it was, like, a concert, and it was, like, a formal concert. So it was, like, oh. the lights were low. It was, I forgot to say that part. It it's was like going to the opera. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. It was literally at the place where the operas are held, like, where you go to the symphony, where you go to the opera, like, all of the... All of the formal, like, social music events, you know? <clears throat> oh, yeah. So if I wanted to go somewhere, I would choose you, not your mom or your sister. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Because that's social capital. Like, oh, yeah. that's And then, like, I knew the rules because I was a music student. You know, I was studying music at the time. And, like, this is why I was so embarrassed because, like, all of my classmates were there and sitting behind us. <laughs> and, my, and I took a, a pack of monkeys to the, <laughs> to the concert. Just joking. That's really mean. I love my family. <laughs> That is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, so... I was also young, so I was like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened ever. <laughs> and I'm like, that was really funny. <laughs> but exactly. You don't want to embarrass people. You want to surround yourself with people who help you, not embarrass you. So yeah. like, that's why social capital is important. But um, if you had anything else you wanted to add? Um, no. I think I'm good on that one. But, uh, relive in that memory just a little bit. Not <laughs> entirely. Like, I'm doing better about that, not trying to, like, go fully into the memory, but... <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, that scene in Harry Potter when you, like, dove into the memory and you're stuck in there for a little bit until the memory runs out, and you're, like... That's what happens to me all the freaking time. And so, like, people will tell me, and I, I feel like this is, like, just so personal, but, like, people will be, like... you. Oh, we don't have to go into it. I'm like, I I physically can't stop myself from going into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's good. Cause, um, so 
The next one is sensitive to time. So if you're like Jackie, everything happened yesterday and it's vivid. But um, so if I were to get like uh, like you a beer, like we went out to a bar or something. Yeah, and then, and then I moved away. And then five years later, I go, hey, Anna, let me get you a beer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Our friendship's going to be a little weakened from that. I would <laughs> Yeah, you'd be like, why are you calling me? Yeah. For this beer. It's not a, like, beer that you owe me after five years. It's like... No, I would have forgot about that. I would have been like, what? Like, you just moved away after you... I handed you the beer. You ran home. You packed everything up. Beer in hand. Splashing out. Oh, my God. Um, but on that note, I have... So, with the beer scenario, say we... Um, I bought you a beer, but then you would probably buy another buy me one eventually right like yeah. a couple of weeks later well yeah if not like the next round then like the next time we went out exactly so then one of the next characteristics i wanted to highlight about friendship is gift giving so they're contingent on reciprocity mm. so you want to have um it doesn't have to be like gifts of money all the time like i don't have to always buy you drinks or like buy you food or buy you something tangible it could be like a gift of time or like I like writing my uh, cards for my friends for their birthday that's really sweet yeah and so um you know it doesn't have to be physical or tangible gifts but that's like an important part of friendship because you know if you're always in this like negative it's like the energy exchange yeah so sometimes you have more energy and then the other the friend so you'll keep that energy for like a couple weeks or a couple days until your friend kind of like, you know, you pass the ball over to them and they pass it back, you know. Yeah, so it's playing like, volleyball. Yeah, you're playing volleyball with gifts or like with love, you know. Yeah. So, so that's a really, I would say, an important part of friendship. In anthropology, there's um, gift giving is how societies remain like in contact with each other and like remain cohesent or cohesion. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, I had the word on the tip of my tongue, and then I, it just, like, fluttered out into, like, the sea because I was thinking about <laughs> um, how this anthropologist did um, the study on the Kula Ring, which is these group of islands, and, like, they have these rings that don't really mean anything, like these armbands. Mm-hmm. And so they would only meet once a year, and they, were, they would just exchange these rings as, like, gifts, but they're not usable, so it kind of just symbolizes their relationship with yeah. each other. Okay. And so they would, like, travel on these boats for, I don't know how long. Sometimes it would take them days to get to the next island. And so I was thinking about how the water looked, and I could not think of that word. <laughs> <laughs> I was transported there, like your vivid Sweet. memories. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so gift-giving uh, doesn't have to be anything you don't always have to pay your friend back but like giving them something mm-hmm. one thing that is important to note is that it doesn't always have to be like a plus minus like plus two minus two plus yeah four, we're not four. nobody's keeping like an itemized list yeah you're not gonna it's not gonna Except show up on your taxes <laughs> so it's like more generalized reciprocity rather than balanced reciprocity like that more defines friendships rather than like business agreements you know okay so then what do you what about like situations like I had a friend we would do the reciprocity bit. We would take turns buying each other coffee because we were at school and we would, you know, after class, go get a cup of coffee, chat for a bit, mm-hmm. and then go our separate ways for the day. Um, and then it got to the point where they always felt like they owed me a cup of coffee. <laughs> and they bought me a cup of coffee every time we went. They would be like, oh, I owe you one. And then they'd buy it. And I was like, what? 
And then I was like, okay, you know, like I'm not gonna fight them about it. <laughs> Twist my arm. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then they went and got a job at a coffee shop. And then every time I went in, they were like, oh, let me get this one. This one's on me. <laughs> so that happened for six years. Oh my god. <laughs> I didn't have to pay for coffee for six years, and so like that wasn't. It lost its reciprocity, right? I could, that was a hard word to say. It lost its reciprocity. So how did we stay friends? That's the magic of friendship, honestly. Well, okay, not all of them are going to be like that. It's like sometimes I'll get my friends something, and then, like, I don't expect anything back. And your friend probably knew that they were always buying you coffee, but, they, you know, they love you so much. Like, that wasn't a big deal. Like, But yeah. it's, like, four bucks to, like, show how much they appreciate you. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, one-to-one. Okay. I'm sure they just really appreciated you. I was trying to, like, lead into the fact that they're, like, more facets of friendship. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's segways, true. Anna. Sorry. No, Let's that's get on true. our segways. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's a good point. There is more facets to friendship than just gift giving. Like, that would be ridiculous if this was, like, a, a checklist. <laughs> yeah. No, this is just something that maybe is, like understandable but people have never really like examined in their lives so this yeah. this podcast is more just like celebrating friendship and all the aspects of it so yeah you you do not have to do that yeah so where I think that this could be helpful is like in a situation like where I'm your friend and you're buying me coffee like you might want to evaluate what am I bringing to the table <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> to have like fair and genuine not fair per se but like genuine friendships friendships oh, yeah. that aren't like going to exhaust you and just like you know, yeah, exploring ways that you can show your love to a person and like, you know, getting more creative or more introspective or more thoughtful about things. Yeah, that's a good idea to like, it's a call to action to like, think more deeply about those things and how to celebrate friendships. I feel like friendships in America have like, aren't always valued. Like I know that show Friends was on and people love that, but then, you know, people are really lonely. That was so mythical though. You know, like all those people oh, yeah. were just like, they lived together, they went to work, they went to their coffee shop, you know, like they went to Central Park and they just like talked all the time. And like, it doesn't show the time in between where they really have their individual lives unless it affected the plot of like the show as a whole, right? So yeah, it's just not a realistic view of friendship. I do. Okay. When I was a kid, I felt like I had, that was the friendship I had at least for a little bit of my friend or of my childhood. I had that friendship and it was nice, but I feel like nowadays, especially with American society, we put a lot of value into our spouses or our, in our like romantic relationships to, for them to be also. It's a lot of pressure. I know. It's like, uh, you know, Victorian, you know, Victorian marriages, they were just, you know, it was like a, it was a face. It was like a, it was it, it was, was like the deal. A, and it was a deal and it was agreement and you had your own friends apparently. So like you your Victorian husband or your Victorian wife, they would have their own friends, you'd have social things with them and then you would see each other maybe at like dinner or something and then yeah. like yeah, you you were able to have like rich friendships. And even like um in India, like men can hold hands with each other and to show that their friendship you can have physical affection, but in America it's just kind of like different. Have you seen that movie that came out in twenty twenty two and it was like R R R like Rise Revolt. It wasn't it was a Bollywood movie. Oh no, I haven't seen it. That was like the epitome of like a bromance. <laughs> like they were in love with each other and it was really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, I yeah, but they were that. friends, and like the whole like movie was about like their friendship and like how they were both on different sides of the rebellion, but they were actually on the same side. All oh, that's sweet. Yeah. See, yeah, you can't. Friendship doesn't. It's like kind of anti 
globalism or anti <laughs> Retroactively, spoiler alert. My bad. Okay. <laughs> we have to put spoiler notices on our episode now. <laughs> For Bollywood movies. I would say, like, Bollywood movies are sometimes better than Hollywood movies. Or, like, you know. They're so fun. They're so fun to watch. I watched Three Idiots recently, and I won't shut up about it. Like, it's a good movie. It's it just, like, okay. it, yeah, highly recommend. Excellent. But um, getting back on top about friendship. Oh, I remember you made this point a couple months ago about how friendship, you'll always have more friends than you had, you know. Uh, you'll always past. have had more friends than you have. Thank you. There's a lot of H's in that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you start, like, in childhood, at least in America, we go to school, right? And then you meet, like, all these people. And you're young. You're, you know, like, however old you are when you go to school for the first time. <laughs> and everybody's your friend. At least that's how it was for me. Everybody was my friend. Yeah, yeah. And then you grow up, and then people start betraying you. <laughs> people become individuals, and they go in their separate ways. You know, like, they, everybody has their own path, their own ideas of, like, what they want to be doing and, like, things that they like, things that they don't like. And so your friend group narrows. And then you go, by the time you're in high school, you might have like a couple of friends, right? Handful of friends. You have a pretty decent sized community still because most people stay in the same towns their whole life, like up to high school. And then they might move away for college if they go to college or they join the workforce and then they meet more people that way. But you like slowly lose touch with like all of these circles of people that you know. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, it was like, you like ice cream? I like ice cream. We're friends. It was oh so gosh. easy. Like, you know. Yeah. I had a, like, my childhood, my second grade friend group was like, you like to dig, I like to dig. And together, we will dig a six foot hole. Yes. Oh. oh wide. Yeah. Six foot wide. Or like, I would be on the beach and like, yes. Yeah, we were kid. not digging a grave. <laughs> oh, I was imagining y'all on the beach. Because like, no. when you're a kid, you can come up okay. to other kids and you're like, yeah, I'll help you with that hole. And we'll, we're going to make a gigantic sand castle and it's going to be awesome. Oh, we just sat in it. <laughs> yeah, or you can make like a hot tub situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. that was the vibe. <laughs> that was that's the vibe. Honestly, yeah, all this labor, time to chill for a second. You know, <laughs> sit in our hole. But I feel like nowadays, like the adult version of like having a bunch of friends. You know, like the kid, like I like ice cream, you like ice cream. Is like working out, having like workout buddies, because like oh, I sh- see, I should work out more. <laughs> or like, or like, I guess you need like a group or a gym or something. Like, because I I joined a club in college and I got really involved in it, and I made a bunch of friends that way because you don't like sometimes I didn't even know their last name but I was like I feel like I've known you because we worked out for years and you yeah. like like finding like, people through mutual interests yeah and sometimes you get like almost like trauma bonds not really but like um you know you're you're going through this intense workout and you're like helping each other push through the last set or whatever yeah. and yeah and like you feel like you know these people and you're like yes I, I've seen inside your soul like yes we're friends and we don't even have anything in common like we I leave and I'm that. like I can't even tell anyone their major or like <laughs> any real conversations we have besides like you know high-fiving and like just you know talking about random stuff in our lives so it's like you know there's so many different types of friendship that's amazing that is yeah I've never experienced things like that because I'm like the I'm like introverted I'm like I'm just gonna work on art <laughs> I'm going to, like, sit in my room by myself, and I'm going to play with dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just need to find someone to help you dig that hole, you know? (laughs) That's what I'm missing, you know? I'll I'll get my shovel. I have a tiny garden shovel. Perfect. So you mentioned earlier about how things can be imbalanced. And so one thing about friendship is that, like, the power dynamic has to be neutral, or at least mutual agency is retained. So you don't want your friends to, you know, be your boss, and you don't want to be 
friends with your boss kind of thing, typically, generally. Yeah, but you can be friendly with your boss. You just can't actually genuinely be friends. It's harder, I would say. Like, maybe in some world there is, but yeah, like, typically as a rule, you don't really, you're not really friends with people with a power dynamic or have power over you. Yeah. But. That feels, that just makes sense. Yeah. I don't know, do do you feel like we need to explain that anymore? No, unless you had a story, but we can we can crank these. We don't out. need to worry about that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a, that one's a weird one to have a story about. Anyway. Oh yeah. I do. I do. I definitely do have a story about it because I have a story about literally anything. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew I should ask. <laughs> we could. No, I just you know like work situations right now, and I did have a like a boss open up to me about like how they they were upset because they thought that they had like this close relationship with their employees and then they would leave the job and then they would never hear from their, their former employees ever again. And he was like, I, but we were like friends and I invested so much into the relationship, like beyond like being uh, an employer employee relationship. And I was like, well, yeah, I don't know what to say about that, but yeah, it's like, you just, yeah, you just said it. You can't really do that because it doesn't, it doesn't work. Like people are going to be nice to you if you sign their paychecks. Like, or I would say if you're joking around with someone and you're like, they're kind of mean joking around, you might be able to like say your critique about your boss in a, in like a acceptable manner. Cause you wouldn't critique your boss. they like, Hey, you, you suck at this. You'd be like, like Brian, you and your Excel sheets again, you can never figure them out. Ha ha. Like you're making up a joke in oh, order Brian. to, <laughs> I don't know why I picked that name. Um, I don't know any Brian's. Um, Sorry, Brian. I wish you luck with your Excel sheets. Oh, yeah, you'll get there. Google, just Google it. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it allows you to like kind of pass it off as a joke and they would be like, well, man, maybe I should get better at that, you know? Okay, but what about like when your boss is joking around with you? Like You just laugh, you know? <laughs> like even friends had an episode about that. Have a work laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the next character of so the next characteristic of friendship is altruism. This one's pretty, like, explainable. Like, from an anthropology perspective, of course, you would help your friend out. Like, you survive because your friend survives, and then they help you survive, that kind of thing. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, Do you have a story about that one? No, I have a pretty cushy life. Oh, excellent. <laughs> I would say, like, um, my friends, like, point things out sometimes. Like, if you're even, like, people you're friendly with, like my coworker, Sometimes they'll, like, watch out for me. They're like, hey, I think this thing's going on. Just wanted to let you know. And then I'm going to gonna go back in the weeds, say, see you in the break room some other time. And they, like, go. And so, like, yeah, having people look out for you and do these things. And then if something pops up, like, oh, I heard your um, brother is looking for a job. Here you go. Because, you know, they'll do it for you. And so yeah. it's, like, kind of reciprocity. But also, like, it's um, almost selfish because you're you're definitely going to get something out of it, like, you know, so it could be considered altruism. There's like a really strong culture of that in Mexico, I think. Yeah. Um, something that I've noticed and like, it's not as strong in the culture here. Like people are a lot more like out for themselves, um, which I've noticed. But Yeah, that's why I think friendship's kind of like anti-capitalism because capitalism doesn't really function well with like really tight community, tight knit communities because you can't sell a tight-knit community anything they have everything they need you know I love that right so that makes me really hopeful because I think we're facing a lot of things that are like really discouraging you know when we think about like the Silicon Valley bank 
collapse and like things like that you know just a lot of financial pressure and like our system is based on cap you know it's a capital system and it's kind of daunting you know to think about like everything changing and being unstable from like what we know it to be and when we think about like well we'll still survive right like people as a whole will survive and so people we have each other you know and and we will have everything we need Exactly, especially with like climate change and stuff. And also the way we're using the word capitalism might be a little unfamiliar to our listeners. Basically, when I say capitalism, I'm saying that your company is trying to buy your labor for the cheapest amount. And so um, you can sometimes like negotiate a higher wage, but in general, the labor is considered part of operating costs. And so um, the company is not actually trying to look out for you as much. And that's kind of a general rule for capitalism. That's how people make profits. And so if you like your job and you're participating in our capitalist system, that's fine. Like, that's perfectly fine. I'm glad you like it. But this is just using the anthropology definition of capitalism. Thank you for that definition. I feel like that one's really helpful, too, because I feel like that word gets, it's like a buzzword now. It just gets thrown around a lot. Everyone's like, capitalism. <laughs> yeah, especially if you had a gut reaction to what I, anything I just said. Um, it's because... Um, capitalism is entrenched in our society and our culture. So um, it's not meant to be offensive. And I'm just trying to help educate through this podcast through that. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Okay. So you're educating ready? me every day. I feel like I come on here and I'm like, I don't know who anything. You knew what narrative of <clears throat> self was, though. Well, that's because I spent like a year studying it, <laughs> studying different forms of like self and identity. I like it. We need to do an episode about that. Yeah. Anyway, but, okay, so we have two more characteristics. So you cannot terminate a relationship without pain of serious social sanctions. Mm -hmm. Um, So that sounded really academic. But really, it's just, like, ending friendships suck. Yeah. (laughs) Especially when you have, like, a friend group with that person that you're friends with. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, then uh, all of the things that we just mentioned will will be weird because, like, yeah, your altruism and gift-giving sensitive to time, social capital, and just, like, the concept of friendship, you're no longer friendly with these people, all get distorted and mutated, so I can imagine how awkward that is. Also, that's that's happened to everyone, though, like, that's happened to me, and, you know, you just, sometimes you have to rely on your other groups of friends. <laughs> yes. The last one is that friendships vary in intensity, so um, this is actually something we touched on earlier, so people can be friendly, and then friends with people, and um, it's doesn't matter it can be a it's a complete spectrum of friendliness so you can be like like blood brothers or you can just be like um like my sister goes on runs and she has other people like um that she sees in her neighborhood that wave to her and she's friendly with them now and they talk sometimes and like you're just friendly and it's sweet and so you can have all of these amazing interactions with people so that second part that you were saying because like I think I think most of us have close friends right and um most of us have people that we're just like friendly to and it's good it's nice to be friendly with people right and like makes things more enjoyable so one time (laughs) so one time I went to the farmer's market and I had been doing some photography for a company the manager of that company has the one it was my contact point and so we had a little bit of like a we had somewhat of like a professional relationship established and I saw them at the farmer's market and I was like oh that's so cool and we said hi talked a little bit went our separate ways 
I was at home, I was going for a walk, and I thought I saw him again, him and his wife, and I was like, oh, and I got super excited, and I waved really big, and I was like, oh, it's so good to see you, you know? Um, I did not know those people <laughs> at all, and they turned out to be our neighbors, but I was so friendly because I thought that I knew them that they ended up forming a friendship, like, with, like, a friendly neighborhood friendship, like, with my parents because... Because I opened the door by being like, hi, my friend. <laughs> Oops. I, I did that in class, like at my university. You know how people have the same schedules, like yeah. three days a week when they have classes. And so I'd start to recognize people that would be going the opposite direction than me. And yeah. so it got to the point where I saw them not in the same context that I, I waved to them because I was like, oh my God, I recognize you, but I can't really place where. It was because you're just like one of those random yeah. people that we have the same schedule and we just are walking, doing our thing. And I started to recognize. Dude, like, I'm so embarrassed about this because there was somebody that I was like, every time I went to like the bar, I'd be like, I know that guy. I would wave at him and he would ignore me. And then like, it happened like three times. And then I was like, I know where I know that guy from. He's the, he's the guy who makes my coffee. He doesn't know me at all. <laughs> anyway. Do you know where the term friendship comes from in English? Friendship. Hmm, the boat of fry ends. <laughs> I don't know where you got that. <laughs> Friendship, fry and ship. <laughs> it derives from the old Germanic verb meaning to love. That is so much sweeter than a basket of fries. Uh, I mean, why not both, you know? Yeah. I guess I'll leave us with a quote because this is almost everything I had on friendship. So um, one of the readings by Bell and Coleman wrote... All such studies show that friendship is a very diverse and complex, even ambiguous nature. And so um, I just I just like that quote. It doesn't really lead anywhere. It's just like, yeah, it's like kind of like a, a balloon that gets cast, cast off in the wind. And you're like, yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, well, just like that balloon, we're off. <laughs> Thanks yes. for listening. Thank you. Um, see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. I hope you learned something. Stay cool.